Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. I'm Beth Meninga. I'm the relationship based professional development manager at CICC, and I'm here with Dr. Mary Harrison from the Center for Early Education and Development at the University of Minnesota, and we've been talking attachment. And last time we ended our conversation talking about routines, because our focus now is, as early childhood educators, how can we support children in forming secure attachments and just that sense of um, safety and knowing how to respond to um, different situations or challenging situations, but also developing what you said before, that template for relationships. How do I expect others to respond to me? How do I expect relationships to be in my life? Um, Which is so critical. So one thing we didn't talk about last time that I want to be sure to include because we're not just talking about infants that you're carrying, but infants as they begin to explore and those toddlers getting out there in the world is this idea of um, a secure base. So tell us more about that idea. Sure. I think this um, is sometimes easier to understand than even the word attachment because we can we see it every day. We see it at the park when uh, toddler or preschooler runs over, climbs up the slide, um, maybe falls, and then runs back to mom or dad to, to be comforted, and then can run back out again and explore. So we start from an understanding that one of the most important parts of childhood is learning how to explore and play. That's how learning happens, and that um, the way that children can go and explore and play um, is supported by the kind of uh, the quality of the relationships they have. So um, for given that most children are uh, able to develop a secure, a securely attached relationship with their primary caregivers, they can take that out into the world, sort of hold that within them, their own worthiness of care. And that lets them, that frees up their minds and bodies to explore. They know that if they try to climb something um, or do something new, that if they need help, uh, their primary caregiver will be consistent in how he or she responds. And so, you know, it, it becomes this seamless millions of times a day um, way of being together. But if you broke it down, um, you really can picture a parent or a childcare provider as almost like a secure base um, standing or being sort of solid in their um, commitment to the child and in their way of responding to the child. And then the child goes out into the world back and forth um, knowing that they have a place to refuel, they have a place to um, be seen again. And then that person, this is where delight comes in. This is why fear isn't the only part of attachment. Part of a, an attachment relationship is I see you out in the world playing and exploring, and I'm delighted in you. Uh, your own learning is so delightful and wonderful that I'm sharing in your joy. So it's really, it's a shared emotional experience, both of the highs and lows, um, and knowing that 
you know, you have your people. These are your people. I love that word delight. I just got chills when you said it. That's so wonderful. And I think of those examples, just like you said, you can see it all around you, you know, the child turning back and looking and then they're head in or they head out further or they're just keep playing. Um, one question I had that came to mind for me was temperament in this, like with a child who's a little more cautious or slow to adapt to new things, or the child who's very reactive, or you know, how does that play in this willingness to explore and take risks and all of those things? Sure. Well, the good news is that regardless of a child's temperament, uh, he or she is still able to develop a secure attachment and be grow into someone who can explore and learn um, in meaningful ways. So it's really about uh, the caregiver or child care provider noticing how a particular child reacts to something new, you know, a park, a, a sensory experience, a, a, you know, a new person in the room, new music, um, and then um, buffering that for them. Almost, uh, you know, we can think about, a, you know, attachment figures or just adults in general as a way to um, buffer and interpret for the child what's happening and help the child figure out uh, where, almost where in their brain and body to file this kind of experience. So, you know, for littler um, babies, everything's new. By the time you get to 18 months, two years, you've um, gone outside for playtime many, many days at childcare. And so um, it's not brand new anymore. But for the child who's just starting and has maybe a more sensitive temperament where the sights, the sounds, the the wind, the their jacket, um, you know, who knows? Maybe they're not feeling that well. It's really true for any of us. They're just sort of off that day. Can their caregiver adjust and respond to that? Mm. Um not just on that day, but, you know, if you have a classroom of, or a group of children, can you um, know that, you know, one of them needs to hold your hand for the first 10 minutes of being outside every day? And, you know, another one can hardly get, a, wants to be in the front of the line because, you know, he or she can, wants to be the first one up on the slide. They just want to drink in the world. They just can't get enough of it. And both of those ways of being are valid and wonderful. And, um, it's just a matter of, is there enough space within those caregivers to kind of give the kind of support that that particular child needs? So, you know, not saying, oh, everybody has to run out to the slide or, oh, everybody stay by me because outside is, is always a little scary. It's really like, I wonder what this child will show me. Oh, they're showing me this. Okay, then I respond this way because that helps them. That's what they need from me right now. So uh, it makes me go back to our first conversation about um, that the adult and the child are figuring this out together. How is this going to work? So for someone in an early childhood setting, it's each child having to figure out how am I going to respond to this child in a consistent way. It's not that I'm going to respond in the same way to each child. The exact same response is going to be given. It's your your person, this unique child, I'm starting to learn who you are and the kind of consistent response you need is different than this child over here who I've gotten to know, you know, last year and I already have a relationship with and I've gotten used to responding this way. Right. You know, it's um, 
it's really no different than in a family setting mm. where one sibling, you know, is adventurous and another one is sort of, um, as someone might call, slow to warm or, you know, gets into a party and is observant for a while. Um, that's just their way of interacting with the world and parents um, figure out, you know, in, in a really non-intellectual way, this is all sort of, uh, there's so much nonverbal behavior and communication that's happening um, that it's not magic. It's just, it's what we all do. We all have a friend who's, you know, friends who are loud and, or friends who, you know, if we take them to a, if we go to a party with them, we know that they will kind of want to hang out with us for a while before they warm up. These are just, it's sort of along the spectrum of ways of being human. And then um, because adults, you know, the primary adults in a child's life buffer the stress, um, the positive stress and, um, you know, stress that's hard, um, you know, you just become a flexible, uh, you know, sort of a floating, flexible adult to um, match that child's needs. And you don't always get it right. You know, sometimes you don't have time to hold this child's hand for that long. And the child, you know, it's, it's not seamless. It's not um, without conflict. It's not, um, you know, happy, smiling, everybody, you know, it's about, um, it's really about what I mentioned earlier, the, you know, can the caregiver keep that child's individual needs sort of in mind and respond? Well, and I like that too, because that knowing that child, then when things are difficult or when things are stressful with that child, it didn't work out or I didn't respond, you know, probably the meaning behind it, you can figure out, you can be that detective again of, oh, I know why this went this way badly for this child. They didn't get this opportunity to approach slowly. And right. so you can respond to it even then and help repair and make things feel better or and say, I know, like you also mentioned in another one, I know Sarah isn't here and that makes it harder for you. It's recognizing what's causing that behavior. Um, so again, that detective work is really important. Well, we're going to stop our conversation again today. Um, and our last conversation about attachment is going to be about really promoting and supporting parent and family relationships with children because that attached those primary attachments that they first develop. Um, we're partners with families and parents as early childhood educators. So just thinking a little bit more about how we can um, support and promote that relationship. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.